Welcome to Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Thank you for joining us as we listen to another message from Pastor Daniel Shirley. Praise God. I am so excited about what I've got to share with you today. I believe the last week as I, uh, as I shared, and, and I'm having trouble getting this thing on my belt. There it is. There it goes. But, uh, last week I shared what... Uh, Looking back at it, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think of it this way in going in, but thinking back on what I shared, thank you, JT, uh, that um, what I shared with you last week was perhaps the most important message that I've ever preached. And uh, because of the, the things that I, I shared with you that, uh, about Christ in you, well, today we're going to continue to develop along those lines and, uh, and carry that thought a little bit further. How many of you know that Jesus came to this earth, he did what was necessary to make it possible so that he could move on the inside of you? Praise God. Praise God. And because He lives on the inside of you, everything... See, here, here's the, the, the thing that so many Christians would say, you know, well, Jesus came, and Jesus went to the cross, and Jesus died and suffered there, and He paid for my sins. But what we fail to realize, here, here's what we think about Jesus many times, is that His 33 years of life on this earth and and uh you know uh not just 33 years of his life he's still alive everybody understands that right jesus is still alive praise god very much alive but his 33 years of life on this earth we seem to think that he came and he did some things in that period of time and then he went back to heaven, and everything went back to the way it was. But you see, Jesus' work here on the earth marked the point in time when everything changed. And if we fail to realize that, we're going to fail to walk in the power that is available to us. We're going to fail to experience the 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 real benefit you see jesus coming and ministering on this earth jesus going to the cross was was about more than just you not going to hell now i mean thank god we don't have to go there thank god we don't have to spend eternity there but his work covered so much more. He didn't just come here and walk around for three and a half years of his ministry and do miracles and walk on water and turn water into wine and, and uh, heal the sick and raise the dead. He didn't just do that and then go back to heaven and everything turned, returned to the way it was. Everything changed. Praise God. And we've got to understand what happened there what changed praise god that 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 made a difference in your life and my life today praise god aren't you glad that we don't have to live the way that uh, that that our life don't have to be the way that it was before jesus went to the cross the cross is the marking point. You see, there is a place in your Bible where you, you turn a page and it says, the New Testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see, that's really not the dividing point in your Bible. Many times we think, well, that's, that's the dividing point. Old Testament, New Testament, that's the dividing point. But you see, the real dividing point in your Bible is... Before the cross or after the cross? Before the cross or after the cross? Now, there are things in, in uh, the Old Testament 
that prophesy of things that we walk in today. Praise God. And there are things that are after, that, that are over in what we call the New Testament that talk about the way things were before. And so we've got to determine, we've got to, to, to be discerning and know, is this talking about before the cross or is this talking about after the cross? You know, and, and uh, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to uh, be doing a class possibly in March. I'll, I'll update you on that. But uh, possibly in March I'm going to be doing a class called The Truth About Romans. And you see, if you read the first three chapters of Romans, it sounds like you're reading the Old Testament. But if you continue on, then you find out that Paul brings us up to the place. He says, here is what it was before. Now everything has changed. Praise God. And so let me, let me just say this. Don't read the first three chapters of Romans and stop. You'll be in trouble if you do. Because, uh, because Paul talks about this is how it was, but now because of Jesus. Praise God. But now because of Christ. Here's what we have. Here's what we walk in. Here's the benefit today. And we have been talking about the gospel 18. And uh, the, that's kind of got a double meaning. Uh, 18 referring to, well, we are in 2018, and this is the message for 2018, but it also refers to what um, the Apostle Paul talked about. In fact, let me go back here, and uh, this thing closed out on me, and so I'm going to have to find it and open it up again. Here we go. Uh, in, in Romans chapter 10, verse number 18. Here's what verse number 18 of the 10th chapter of Romans says. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the earth. So we have a gospel message to proclaim and the Lord wants this message told to the ends of the earth. He wants this gospel preached to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is our vision. This is our goal. I shared with you the list of countries. There were 45 countries on that list that people have tuned in and viewed at least one of our broadcasts. Now, three months ago, I didn't really even, uh, I didn't even really think about what was about to happen. It, it, it wasn't something that I set out to do it, it, by by going online, I thought, okay, well, we are online, so we can be seen. Anybody that's got internet can can view. But I really had no idea what was about to happen. And I got to tell you, right now, I don't know where this is going. I don't know where God is going to take this, but I know that there is a message that the Lord wants preached to the ends of the earth. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I want us to go to John, the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter, and we're going to begin to look today. And by the way, if you have the Version app on your phone or tablet, if you select the live event there, or select events, then you can search 88220. It's our zip code, 88220. You can select that, and it will bring up Word of Life Church, and it will bring up our, you know what, forget I just said that because it's not there this morning, all right, it's normally there, but it's not there this morning, and I will get that up so you can look at those notes, I will get that up this afternoon, and, and you, can, you can view those notes, and uh, uh, somebody, we won't mention who, had a mental lapse and it didn't get done. All right, but uh, but anyway, uh, John the sixth chapter, begin with verse number fifty. He says, "This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die." 
I am, this is Jesus speaking, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh indeed is food, uh, is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I, have, I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. And this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then, if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Now, I want you to notice that we're going to dig into this just a little bit. But I want to tell you a little bit of a story before. This, this uh, was from my childhood. And uh, I remember when I started to school in ele elementary school and eating lunch in the cafeteria. And when we ate lunch in the cafeteria, there, you know, the lunch menu changed from day to day. But there was one constant that we always had every single day. Uh, there was a couple of constants we always had. One was milk. And, and the other constant that we always had was a hot roll. We called them buns. Okay? And so... Um, they're kind of the, among some of the boys, there was a, a little bit of a competition to see who could smash their bun the flattest. And so what they would do was they would take their, their bun and put it in their hands and they would smash it down, smash it down, smash it down. And then somebody got the bright idea and it caught on and everybody started doing it. And they would sit on it. They would actually put it on the bench and, and sit on their bun. And so I say, the moral of this story is quit sitting on your buns. But, uh, uh, you know, they would sit on it to, to smash it as flat as possible. And I remember going home and I was telling my mother about what happened at school. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling her that, you know, the boys were sitting on their buns. And she told me in no uncertain terms, you do not sit on your buns. You eat it. And see, here's the thing that, uh, you know, as I, as I read this and I, I, I started reading about Jesus saying that, you know, he is the bread come down from heaven. And you see, as long as bread, as long as you're sitting on it, or as long as it's laying on the table or on your plate, it is not benefiting you at all. Okay, as long as the bread, uh, it is until you get it on the inside of you that it actually begins to do what it's supposed to do. Now, when you eat a piece of bread, you know, it looks nice and pretty on the table, and then you take it and you eat it, once it is on the inside of you, something happens to it on the inside your body begins to break it down and begins to extract 
the nutrients out of it that you need for your body, and it begins to send them through the body into, into your bloodstream to wherever it needs to go throughout your entire body. Praise God. And it provides the nutrients that, that sustain your life. Praise God. And then what we need to understand is that the same thing is applicable to the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that has come down from heaven. And as long as Jesus remains in, the, in, in our minds and in our understanding, as long as he remains in the flesh, it doesn't profit us. But it is when we get Christ in us, we talked extensively about this last week, Christ in us, the hope of glory. When we get the bread of life on the inside of us, Holy Spirit begins to take the bread of life and begins to break it down into what we need for our life in an individual and personal and daily way. Praise God. So that it begins to provide the nutrients for our spiritual life. Praise God. So Christ in us is the hope of glory. Not Christ on the table. Not Christ, not, not Jesus the anointed of God. See, here's the, here's the thing. The, the, the scripture says how God anointed Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost. Uh, or not on the day of Pentecost. Preaching at Cornelius' house. He said this. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You see, that's a wonderful thing that Jesus went about doing good and healing. That's, that's a great thing. But as long as we relegate the work of Jesus to that time when he was walking the shores of Galilee, healing all that were oppressed of the devil... It's not, it's not getting in us to where it benefits us. Because as long as he is Jesus the anointed, we're not understanding that the anointing is in us. We're not understanding that the same spirit that raised him up from the dead is in you. Praise God. The apostle Paul wrote this. He says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, most translations have translated that by faith in the Son of God. But our accurate translation of that is, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It is His faith in me. It is Him in me, praise God, that I live by. Praise God. It is when I get the bread of life on the inside of me. Praise God. Now, in the Scripture... There are a couple of words that are translated as word in the, throughout the scriptures. One of those is the word logos. And the word logos speaks of a, a representation of something. And so Jesus said, I, in fact, John's gospel in, in the, first, uh, the first chapter of John, he said this, in the beginning was the word, and the word there is logos. In the beginning was the logos, and the logos was with God, and the logos was God. And then it goes on, if you jump down to the 14th verse there, it says, and the logos became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. The logos became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, over in the sixth chapter where we begin reading today, he talks about the Logos, but then he changes words. And here, Jesus is talking about, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have any life in you. Uh, and, and he goes on and he talks about that. And then it says that because of that, that some of the disciples made this statement. They said, this is a hard saying. Verse number 60. This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? 
a hard saying. The word saying there is the word logos. It's translated differently here, but, but nonetheless it's the same word in the original Greek. This is a hard logos. And then Jesus begins, he, he continues to talk, and then he comes down to this. He says, he said, this is a hard saying, and Jesus knew himself that his disciples complained about this. He said to them, does this offend you? What then if you see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? Verse 63, it is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you now... Notice right here the word words. He says, the words that I speak to you. Now here he changes and uses a different Greek word. And the Greek word that he uses right here is the word rhema. Rhema is a revealed word from God. Logos See, the Logos became flesh and dwelt among us. But now he says, the, the rhema that I speak to you is spirit and life. As long as he is the bread of life laying on the table, as long as he is the bread of life walking the shores of Galilee, he's not spirit and life. But something happens... When you eat that piece of bread, the body breaks it down and it changes in its form. Something happens when you receive the bread of life on the inside of you. Praise God. What did he say? Get, get this. The word, the Logos, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Then the Apostle Paul says this. This is what we talked about last week. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. It says, To them God willed to make known what, the, what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, I want you to get this. Jesus became flesh. The Word became flesh. The Logos became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. But now, he says, when you eat the bread and you get the, the, the rhema on the inside of you, praise God, you eat, you partake, you get Jesus in you. And you be, then Holy Spirit begins to break that down and it begins to change form. And now it has changed. The Logos has become Rhema in you. And as the Logos has become Rhema in you, what did he say? It is the hope of glory, not you beholding his glory. As long as, the, as, long as Jesus was in the flesh... We beheld his glory. But when Jesus got inside us, Jesus the anointed got on the inside of us, now it is the hope of our glory. We are glorified together with him. Something changed when you got him in you. Praise God. And you begin to realize what it means that Christ is in you. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and the anointed one is on the inside of you and he is empowering you. That's why there is hope for your glory here. It's not just you beholding his glory. You see, as long as we're beholding his glory, then we, we can say, well, you know, that, that was nice. I'm, I'm so glad that Jesus came and he healed the sick. Now, Jesus, if you will just come and heal me. Jesus, if you will just come. And, oh, Lord, we, just, we, we beg of you to just come and visit us in our midst and heal the sick here today. 
But here's what he says. He says he is now in you. And something has changed, and it's no longer Jesus in the flesh. It is now Jesus in you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You see, the plan of God was not Jesus, the Logos, among us. But Christ, Rhema, in you. Get that. The plan of God was never Jesus, the Logos, among us. It was always Christ, the anointed, rhema in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what we've got to get a hold of. And when you do, when you grasp this, you can never be the same again. You can never, ever, ever be the same again. Praise God. You see, as long as... As we are seeing him as the Logos among us, profits us nothing. It profits us nothing. It's just a story of something that happened a long time ago. We've got to get Rhema in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, he becomes life when we become conscious of him indwelling us. Praise God. Praise God. Now, consciousness, being conscious of it. Consciousness is so much. This is why when we partake of the Lord's table, we remind ourselves to increase our level of consciousness. You see, if I don't know who I am, you know, I remember, I remember as a kid, comic books, okay? Um, and in the back of the comic books, there was always an advertisement for this bodybuilding. Uh, you know, and there was a, there was a guy that he's, He's a skinny guy, and he's walking on the beach with his girlfriend. And a, and a big muscular guy kicks dirt, uh, sand in his face. And, uh, you know, and he's all upset about it, but he's not really anything he can do about it because he's a skinny guy, and this guy's a, a big muscular guy. And so he goes home, and he determines next summer this is not ever going to happen to me again. And so he goes home and starts going to the gym and working out and, and taking this supplement or whatever the ad was for. I don't even re recall that. But he, he starts doing this, and he begins to bulk up. So next summer, he goes to the beach, and he's the bigger guy. Kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the beach, and he's the, he's the bigger guy. And the same guy comes along... This year things turn out a little bit different. The, 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 the big guy's not kicking sand in his face anymore because, you know, he has changed. He has become something different. Praise God. And when you begin to realize and become conscious of the Christ in you, it's not that you become something different. It's that you begin to realize you are something different. Praise God. Now, maybe you're sitting in this room today, and you think I'm talking about somebody else. I'm not. I'm talking about you. Praise God. I'm talking about you. Christ is in you. He is the word that became flesh that you got on the inside of you that the Holy Spirit turned into a rhema. And now the rhema on the inside of you, you begin to realize there is a revelation. I, I trust that you're getting a rhema right now. Praise God. That you're getting a rhema of Christ, the anointed, in you. 
Hallelujah. You say, but pastor, how can I be, you know, how can I be, you know, the, the, uh, how can I be what you're talking about? How can it be that Christ the anointed is in me? I've got things, messes in my life. I've got things that are not right in my life. You don't know what I did yesterday. You don't know what I you know, the, the, the mistakes that I've made. You don't know the, the, all, all of these things that are going on in my life and the trouble that's going on in my life. And the, you, you, you don't know about the sin in my life or you wouldn't be saying that. I don't know specifically about the sin in your life. I know there's some there. Except that Jesus paid for it. Hallelujah. And see, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Christ is in you. And because Christ is in you, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and it was the anointing that empowered Jesus to go about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It was the anointing, and it's the same anointing. I've said this so many times that I, I know it's wore out, but, you know, and some of you will say, oh, here it comes again. But you need to hear this, and, and I, I really can't say this enough. You did not receive Holy Spirit Junior. Praise God, you receive the full, the real, the big, the, the mighty, the power, Holy Spirit. You received Holy Spirit, not a portion of the Holy Spirit, not a gift that the Holy Spirit gave you. You received Holy Spirit. Praise God. And many times we confuse and we think gifts of the Spirit well, okay, I received a gift. You received the gift of the Holy Spirit is what you received. You know, I, I hear people say this, and thank God he's not picky, and thank God he meets us where we are and, and, and our level of understanding. But I hear people say this about receiving the, the Holy Spirit. They say, well, I, I want to receive tongues. No, you receive a person who empowers you to speak in tongues. Praise God. Praise God. People say, well, you know, this, the circles I grew up in so many times, well, did you receive it? Somebody would go, you know, there would be an invitation given in, in a service for somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then... Uh, and then they would say, well, I received it. He is he, not it. Praise God. He is not a thing. He's not, you know, he's not a, a vitamin supplement. He is a person that moves on the inside of you and that be, begins to, he, he begins to transform your life from the inside out. Everything begins to change when he becomes resident in you. Now, things will change a whole lot faster for you the more you become aware of who He is and what He is in you for. Praise God. You see, if, if you remain ignorant of why He's in there, or even that He is in there, or that He is some kind of a it, or that He is some kind of a, a, a supplement, you really won't start behaving any different. You really won't start doing anything any different. But when you begin to realize this is Christ. Who is Christ? Who is Christ? This is the anointing 
and the anointed that has taken up residence on the inside of me. And I keep saying that today because we have got to get a hold of that because that is the thing that changes us. He has taken up residence. Now I can live by the faith of the Son of God because He is resident on the inside of me. I don't have to have enough faith because He in me has plenty. Praise God. I don't have to struggle to receive healing for my body because healing is in me. He is healing. He's in me. I don't have to struggle to, to, to have provision in my life because He is provision and He is in me. I don't have to struggle to live victorious because He, victory, is in me. Hallelujah. And I've just got to be conscious of the fact that He is in me and let Him do what He does. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let's go on. You are the body of Christ. When? Now. Now you are the body of Christ. And members individually. Romans 8, verse number 10 says this. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. If he is in you, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. I think about that for a minute. If he is in you, is he in you? If he is in you, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Praise God. John chapter 1, verse number 14, once again. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Logos became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. But now He is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Well, you know... That God's not going to share His glory with anyone. Anybody ever heard that? How about this? Romans chapter 8, verse number 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified the who may also be glorified we may also be glorified he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, now He is in us that we may be glorified together. Praise God. Praise God. Is that Bible or, or, or not? Is that what the Bible says? It says if He dwells in us, we didn't receive the spirit of adoption or, or we didn't receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father, and the Spirit in us bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, if heirs, we, and joint heirs together with Him, that He says that we may also, remember, we beheld His glory, now that we may also be glorified. Hallelujah. Together. 
together with Him. That we may be glorified together with Him. Hallelujah. When the Word was flesh dwelling among us, we beheld His glory. Now, Christ now is in us means we are glorified together with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that's, that's some pretty exciting stuff right there. That right there, as one guy said, I don't care who you are. You know, that, that's exciting stuff right there. I don't care who you are. Praise God. You see, God's vision from the beginning was for our glorification. You see, many people think Jesus came to show us who God is and what God can do. No, we saw, we saw what God could do way back in the Old Testament. We saw what God could do when, when Moses is standing before Pharaoh. We saw what God could do. We saw what God could do when the Red Sea parted. We saw what God could do when Elijah is by, by the brook and he's fed by the ravens. You know, we saw what God could do when three Hebrew children were thrown into the fiery furnace and they walked around and, and they were not even, they, they, when they came out, they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. We saw what God could do. But you see, Jesus didn't come to show us what God could do. He didn't have to come for that. If that's what he came for, he was just duplicating something we already saw. It's not what he came for. Jesus came and his life here on this earth, his earthly ministry here was to show us what a man anointed of the Holy Spirit can do. He came to show you what, what your life can be like. You see, you can do. Jesus said, if I go away, the comforter will come. And he said, the works that I do, you will do also. I didn't come to show you what God can do. You already saw that. I came to show you what a man anointed of Holy Spirit can do. Praise God. Begin to raise your expectations. You see, because God has had very high expectations for you from the very beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His vision was never, God's vision was never that we just behold his glory. His vision was always about you being glorified together with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I just don't know. I just don't know if I can live up to that. You see, you're still not getting it. You don't have to live up to that because He is living in you. And He's up to that. Praise God. Oh, you know, I don't know, Pastor. I just don't know. Just take what I'm saying. Take it home with you. Meditate on it. Think about it. When you wake up in the middle of the night, think about it. Begin to roll it over in your mind. Begin to say this out of your mouth. Say, Christ is in me. The hope of glory. My glory. Hallelujah. Christ is in me that I can be glorified together with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, get this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The wisdom of which God ordained before the ages for 
our glory. Jesus, you're the only one that's worthy to, to be glorified. And God says he wanted to glorify you. Who, who has a right to say that? God. The one who wants to glorify you. It's his right to say it. He's the one that glorified Jesus. And the same one that glorified Jesus wants to glorify you. Praise God. Do you get it? Is that making sense to anybody? Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 is something coming alive on the inside of you? Uh, 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 a rhema? Is the Logos becoming rhema? Praise God. Because when the Logos becomes rhema, then it begins to profit you. Hallelujah. You can mark down this date and say, this is the day everything changed. Because I got a rhema. Because Logos became rhema in me. Everything changed. Everything changed. Health food don't make it... It, it, health food is not healthy as long as it stays in the bottle that says it's health food. Is that, is that, do you understand that? Health food, you can keep it in the package. It says it's health food, but it's really not. It's only health food when it gets in you. It only changes your health once it gets in you. Jesus was the anointed. And he dwelt among us. But as long as he is among us. It doesn't change anything for you. It is only Christ in you. Praise God. That's when things change. That's when things change. You say, well, I, I thought, you know, when, when I got saved, didn't Jesus come and live in my heart? Yes, he did, but if you don't know, he's in there. If you don't know what he's in there to do, if you don't know what that means to you, Praise God. You got to know what it means to you. Or or you won't change the way you behave. You won't change the way you, you that I mean nothing really changes unless you understand what it means. What it means. God's vision was for your glorification. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you today. I thank you today for this opportunity that I've had to share this word with these people. Father, I thank you that you're taking what has been shared as in the form of Logos right now. You are taking it and changing it. Holy Spirit, you are changing it to rhema on the inside of people right now. And if what I've shared today simply remains logos, nothing will change. But Holy Spirit, I believe that you are working, you are taking these words and you are transforming them into rhema in the hearts of people today. And Father, I expect, I expect they're going to begin to see the changes taking place. 
If you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, or perhaps you're watching us online today, you've never received Jesus as your Savior, I want to pray a prayer with you today. This is the starting place. See, if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, then nothing that I've preached today really is applicable. But once Jesus has become your Lord and your Savior, then everything now applies to you. Praise God. We preach good news today, but it's only good news if you receive the good news. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to ask everyone in this room today and everyone watching online to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray this, you mean it. If you don't mean it, it doesn't mean anything. But if you pray this and you mean it, then according to God's own word, you will be saved. Jesus has already paid for it. All you have to do is receive it. How do you receive it? By making a verbal affirmation that you believe it. So let's just say this together. Say, God in heaven, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for me that he took my place and he paid for all of my sins so I don't have to pay for them. Jesus, I believe that God raised you from the dead so I could have new life. And today, I choose to put my trust in the fact. I choose to trust you for my salvation nothing I could do to save myself so I throw all of my trust upon you and I trust you for my salvation I believe that just as God promised that I am now saved thank you Jesus for coming into my life Holy Spirit I ask you to begin to reveal Jesus in me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Word of Life Church, please visit us on the web at wolcarlsbad.com. Thank you and have a great week.